Trajan KJ fans, we're back with another week. Just because it's Thanksgiving doesn't mean that we're going to stop because sports keep going. And as always, we have to bring you all of the news for you to get excited about. I'm your host, KJ. Again, I'm alone this week without Trajan. That's because tomorrow we're going to be releasing a very special NFL edition, Thanksgiving edition of the podcast. We'll still have the Wisconsin podcast tomorrow, but we're going to talk just NFL tomorrow because Thanksgiving Day is a big deal in the NFL. Lots of games are going to happen, so we're going to do just an NFL Thanksgiving special. So we're going to kick it off in the NBA, and let's just talk about standings first, and then we'll go through some games, go through a little bit of news, go through all the excitement. So right now in the Eastern Conference, the Boston Celtics are on top. Right behind them is the Milwaukee Bucks and the Philadelphia 76ers. So, both teams are just one game behind the Celtics. I mean, hey, that's a tough race again in the Eastern Conference, just like it was last year. And then in the Western Conference, we've had a little bit of a shakeup. The Minnesota um, Timberwolves are actually on top right now. They are half a game ahead of the Denver Nuggets and the Oklahoma City Thunder. If Trajan was here... Trojan would probably be saying, what? And that's because the Timberwolves are currently 6-0 at home. They're doing some great things over there in Minnesota. They are struggling a little bit when they go away, but as of right now, at home, they're doing some great things. So then let's go over the games that are happening tonight, Wednesday, November 22nd. So we have, of course, the Bucks taking on the Celtics. That'll be really interesting because if the Bucks win that tonight, they're going to jump up ahead of the Celtics in the rankings. Then we have Wizards taking on the Hornets. I'm going to go with the Hornets in this one. Nuggets Magic. I'm going to go with the Nuggets. I think they've struggled a little bit. They've dropped four games, but I think they're going to come back, get a win tonight against Magic. Then we have the Nets and the Hawks. I think I'm going to take the Nets in this one. I think they have a little bit better team than the Hawks. So, we're going to go Nets. Then we have the Heat versus Cavaliers. I think the Heat are going to win this one. I think they've started to figure things out a little bit. They have been struggling. They're not quite that playoff team we saw last year, but I think they're going to roll back into it. Then we have the Raptors taking on the Pacers. I'm going to take the Pacers in this one. Grizzlies-Rockets. The Grizzlies have been a struggle city so far this season. So, I'm going to take the Rockets. I think the Grizzlies are going to continue to struggle. 76ers Timberwolves. This will be a really good one too. But I think the 76ers just have a little bit better team. I think the Eastern Conference is stronger than the Western. So I think 76ers going to take it from the Timberwolves. I'm pretty sure it's actually at the Target Center. So this might be the first game that the Timberwolves lose at home. Then we have the Kings versus Pelicans. I'm going to have to go with the Kings on this one. Bulls Thunder. We're going to go with the Thunder. The Bulls haven't been impressive so far this season. Thunder have been. Clear-cut winner. Clippers-Spurs. Both teams have struggled. Both teams are under 500. But I think the Clippers are just a little bit better. Warriors-Suns. I'd like to see a Warriors win tonight. I would like to see a Warriors win. Trajan would probably agree with me. He's a big Warriors guy. Jazz-Trailblazers. We're going to go with the Jazz. And then Mavericks-Lakers. This could be a really, really good game. They have both the same record, but I'm going to go with the Mavericks on this one. I think they have a little bit stronger of a team, so I think they're just going to pull out that win. All right. So, 
the Lakers are one step closer to Las Vegas. And that's because the Lakers beat the Utah Jazz 131-99 to on Tuesday to win their group and advance to the quarterfinals in the NBA's inaugural in-season tournament. So the in-season tournament's a new thing this year that the NBA is trying out. And the Lakers have swept through the Phoenix Suns, the Grizzlies, Trailblazers, and then Utah to win Group A in the Western Conference. Going off of that, too, LeBron James scored his 39,000th point on the way um, against the Jazz. So, he's the first player to ever do that. That's kind of cool. Kind of interesting. A little bit different over there. Let's see. And the Lakers are the second team to clinch their group. The Indiana Pacers secured Group A in the Eastern Conference when they beat the Atlanta Hawks 157-152. to All right, all right. What do we have next in the NBA? We have, oh, this could be interesting with the Timberwolves. Jaden McDaniels has a grade one ankle sprain, so he's going to be out two to three weeks after he suffered this in Monday night's game against the Knicks. So we'll have to see what happens there. That could be interesting. That could definitely be the reason that the Timberwolves lose tonight. All right. Anything else that we want to talk in the NBA? Let's just take a quick look. I don't think so. I think we're done. I think we're done with it. All right. Let's move over to the NHL because, you know, Trajan's not a super big hockey fan. He's learning. He's learning some things, but he's not quite there yet. So we're going to go through the standings, of course, and then we're going to talk a little bit about the games that are coming up tonight, and then we'll go into some news. So in the Eastern Conference, in the Atlantic, we have the Boston Bruins on top with 29 points. Right behind them, though, is the Florida Panthers with 25. In the Metropolitan, we have the New York Rangers with 25 points. Behind them is the Philadelphia Flyers with 21. And in the Western Conference, in the Central, we have the Dallas Stars on top with 25 points, followed by the Colorado Avalanche with 22, and the Winnipeg Jets with 22. Then in the Pacific, we have the Vegas Golden Knights with 28 points, but closely following them is the Vancouver Canucks with 27 points. So Trajan really likes the Knights after last season, so he's probably getting a little nervous there because they are getting caught up too. They were very impressive in the beginning of the season, and I believe they had like a seven or eight point lead, but now that lead has been cut down to one. All right, Wednesday night games. We have the Canucks taking on the Avalanche. That's actually a pretty good one because they, if the Avalanche get a win tonight against the Canucks, then the Canucks will drop. Actually, they won't drop in the rankings, but it'll help the Avalanche just solidify themselves a little bit more. I'm going to take the Avs in this one. Then we have the Devils versus the Red Wings. I'm going to take the Devils in this one. I like the way that Jack Hughes plays. I like the way that he's been doing this season. I'm going to go with the Devils. Then we have the Jets versus the Lightning. I'm going to go with the Jets. Bruins-Panthers. Again, this is another one that's going to be a big deal early on in the season. But we're going to go Bruins. Rangers-Penguins. Rangers, clear cut. Sabres-Capitals. I'm going to take the Capitals. Oilers-Hurricanes. Oilers have been struggling this year, so we're going to have to take the Hurricanes. Blackhawks-Blue Jackets. I'm going to take the Blackhawks in this one. 
Flyers, Islanders. I'm going to take the Flyers. Flames, Predators. I think we're going to take... I think we're going to take the Predators to pull off a win. They've struggled a little bit, but I think they can get one. Blues, Coyotes. The Coyotes are doing all right. They do all right at home. But we're going to take the Blues. Golden Knights, Stars. I'm going to have to take the Golden Knights only because I want the Avs back on top. So let's take the Knights. Canadians, Ducks. Again, both teams are struggling this year. I think we're going to take the Ducks on this one. And then Sharks, Kraken. The Sharks, they're having a struggle bus city this year. We're going to take the Kraken. All right. Time to jump over to some news. To some NHL news. Because we really only talk about the standings all the time. So we're going to talk about a few of the prospects that are leading a very loaded rookie class right now. So we have Connor Bedard, Luke Hughes, Adam Fantilli, Logan Cooley, Leo Carlson. They've been talked about as promising prospects who have now come to the NHL as the latest wave of first-round picks that their respective teams firmly believe can guide them to long-term success. They're part of a rookie class that's seen a few of its members make an impression going into late November, such as Brock Faber and Mark Rossio, who were used in top roles for the Minnesota Wild. And you've also seen Jackson Leacombe and Leo Carlson, who've helped the Anaheim Ducks in their early season surge compared to their last season struggle. All this serves as a sign that this year's rookie class has a chance to be memorable. It's another reason why the race for the Calder Trophy and the places on the NHL all-rookie team might get rather competitive over the course of the regular season. So let's talk about a few of the rookies who, right now, at this time in the season, are looking like on the stage. So Connor Bedard, he was the number one pick by the Chicago Blackhawks. So, basically... He has nine goals right now. He's tied for 17th in the NHL. He averages, his average ice time is 19 minutes and 36 seconds. In terms of the Blackhawks, he leads them in a number of other offensive categories, such as goals and points. But if it wasn't for Seth Jones, Bedard would be on the ice more than anyone for the Blackhawks. All but two of his points have come in even strength play, which reinforces how the Blackhawks' power play has struggled. So basically, Connor Bedard is scoring when they're 5-on-5, 4-on-4, such like that, but he's not scoring in the power plays. So Blackhawks need to figure out their power plays if they want to move on further into the season. They have the fourth worst unit in the NHL with 11.3% success rate against their further power plays. But it's shown that he can handle the early demands of being a top-line center, but he does need to just get a little more confident, obviously. We need to see more from him. We need more, Connor. We need to see some power play goals. Luke Hughes with the New Jersey Devils. We like to see it. We like to see a Luke, Jack, little brothers, bonding, brother play. With Hughes, it's not just the one item. So he's tied for the lead in points among rookie defensemen and ranks third among all rookies in points. So. While he's quarterback in the NHL's top power play unit, he doesn't need the extra skater advantage to get points. Half of his points have come in even strength play, while the other half has come during the power play. So, 
Can he return and then consistently remain in a top four role? He's moved to the top pairing only to see the Devils lose 6-3 against the Winnipeg Jets on November 14th. He was then moved back to the third pairing when the Devils lost four of their five games. And since he's back on the third pair now, he's still averaging more than 19 minutes per game, which is fourth among the Devils defensemen and sixth among all skaters. So he just isn't moving forward is what we're hearing from Luke Hughes. He can't move up to a more successful line. We want to see it. We'd love to see that. But he's still doing great things at the third pairing. Next up, we have Logan Cooley with the Arizona Coyotes. So, among the teams that are challenging for a Western Conference wildcard spot around Thanksgiving, it's actually the Coyotes. Cooley's one of the players who have been at the heart of their early success. He's arguably been the strongest facilitator of this year's rookie class. He reads the... He leads the rookie class in assists, power play points, and is three points adrift of Bedard. So, he's right there behind Connor Bedard. But he's actually doing better in power play points than Connor. So, hey, Connor, you better look out for him. He's tied for the team to lead. He's tied on the team to lead in assists and is also within five points of Clayton Keller for the team lead. So, one of the early things that we're seeing this year is... Cooley is largely played as a third-line option, which raises the question if he could possibly move into a top-six role, which is what Connor Bedard and Fiantili have done. His average ice time ranks fourth among rookies and is similar to Coyote's second-line second center, Nick Bajugstead. Another item to watch is if he can get more points in even-strength play. He only has three even-strength points compared to the nine he scored on the extra skater advantage. So, it's kind of the opposite with Connor Bedard. Connor is scoring all of his even strength, while Luke Cooley getting all his on the power play. So, those are our top three rookies this year in the NHL. Keep watching. Keep seeing what happens. And let us know what's your favorite NHL team. And if you're not a big NHL fan, go watch a game. It's pretty interesting. Trajan says he likes to see the fights. I mean, you'll find something that you like about the NHL. Moving on. We have a little bit of MLB news because just because it's the offseason doesn't mean that we still can't talk about it. So the Cardinals have signed pitcher Kyle Gibson to a one-year $12 million deal. We have veteran shortstop Paul DeJong has agreed to a deal with the Chicago White Sox. We have the... World Series champion Rangers earn $506,000 share from their record pool. So, just need to see what else we got in the MLB. Hmm. Nothing else that we need to talk about now. We're going to have to wait, wait a little bit longer, get a little bit more MLB news. All right. We're going to jump over to college basketball. Because we're not quite ready for college football yet. Not ready to talk about it. All right, this week's ranking, the top 25. Number one is Kansas. Number two, Purdue. Number three, Arizona. Number four, Marquette. Number five, Kentucky, or Connecticut, sorry. Number six, Houston. Number seven, Tennessee. Number eight, Creighton. Number nine, Duke. Number 10, Miami. Number 11, Gonzaga. Number 12, Texas A&M. Number 13, Baylor. Number 
14, UNC, who's jumped up six spots. Then we have Texas, Kentucky, Alabama, Colorado. Then dropping nine spots is FAU. Trajan's finally going to maybe see the Owls get out of here. Then we have Arkansas, who dropped six spots. Michigan State, JMU, USC, Virginia, and Mississippi, Mississippi State. Honestly, so far this week, we'll just talk about it. We'll talk about a few upsets that we've seen so far this week. So, Wisconsin managed to defeat Virginia in the Fort Myers tip-off. So, there's one defeat. Then we had, I guess I was only the only one that really got defeated this week for some big matchups on Monday. Um, had to run through Sunday, nothing there. Tuesday, nothing there either. Oh, we had Marquette defeating Kansas. So, we'll see a little shakeup next week in the AP Top 25. Wednesday night games. Games that are coming up tonight. Four, number 14, North Carolina is taking on Northern Iowa in the battle for Atlantis. Number 7, Tennessee is taking on Kansas. That'll be a good game. Hope to see some success there from Tennessee. Let's watch Kansas drop in the rankings next week. They have number eight, Creighton, taking on Loyola, Chicago. Number two, Purdue, taking on number four, Marquette. Then we have number 24, Virginia, taking on West Virginia. Number 13, Baylor, taking on Oregon State. Stanford, taking on number 20, Arkansas. Number 22, James Madison, taking on Fresno State. And number 11, Gonzaga, taking on UCLA. So hopefully we'll see a little bit of shaking up with those games tonight. All right. Well, here's something that's interesting in the NCAA. There are six D1 coaches who are over 70, and with 3,000-plus wins between them, they've seen it all. The average age of a Division I men's basketball coach is 50. So there are 50 coaches who are currently 60 years of age or older, um, 20 who clock in at 65 or older, and then the six that are 70. That's kind of crazy. So here's the six most seasoned coaches right now. So Rick Pitino, the St. John's Red Storm. He is 71 years old with 713 career wins. Then we have Jim Laringa from the Miami Hurricanes. He's 74 with 730 wins. Then we had Fran Dumfrey from the LaSalle Explorers. He's 75 with 599 wins. Leonard Hamilton for the Florida State Seminoles. He's 75 with 430 wins. Dan D'Antoni uh, from the Marshall Thundering Herd. He's 76 with 164 wins. And then Cliff Ellis for the Coastal Carolina Chanticleers. He's 77 with 829 wins. So... We got a lot of a uh, lot of experienced coaches here in the in D one, which doesn't make, which isn't a big surprise, but it's kind of interesting. We like we like to give some interest around here. All right, college football. We're getting down there. We are almost at the end of college football, so let's talk about the college football playoff rankings as of week thirteen. So on top we have Georgia, then we have Ohio State, Michigan, Washington. Florida State University, Oregon, Texas, Alabama. That's our eight. That is our eight right now. Then we have Missouri, 
Louisville, Penn State, Ole Miss, Oklahoma, LSU, Arizona, Oregon State, Iowa, Notre Dame, Kansas State, Oklahoma State, Tennessee, North Carolina State University, Tulane, Clemson, and Liberty. So we have a couple people joining the rankings this week. We have North Carolina State, Clemson, and Liberty that are joining, dropped from the rankings with North Carolina, Utah, and Kansas. So let's run through the week 12 losses, wins, losses. So Michigan defeated Maryland. Alabama defeated Chattanooga. Louisville defeated Miami. Penn State defeated Rutgers. Old Miss defeated UL Monroe. Oklahoma beat BYU. Tulane beat FAU. Arizona beat Utah. Georgia beat Tennessee. Iowa beat Illinois. Notre Dame beat Wake Forest. Clemson beat North Carolina. Ohio State beat Minnesota. Oregon beat Arizona State. Oklahoma State beat Houston. Florida State beat North Alabama. Kansas State beat Kansas. Washington beat Oregon State. Missouri beat Florida. Texas beat Iowa State. And LSU beat Georgia State. So going into week 13, we have on Thursday night, Thanksgiving, a little Thanksgiving game. We have Old Miss taking on Mississippi State. We're going to take Old Miss in that matchup. Then Friday, Oklahoma taking on TCU. I'm going to go Oklahoma. Iowa taking on Nebraska. We're going to take Iowa. Tulane taking on UTSA. I think we're going to have to take Tulane, even though Trajan wants them out of the rankings real bad. Tulane. Number nine, Missouri taking on Arkansas. We're going to take Missouri. Texas taking on Texas Tech. We're going to have to go with Texas. Penn State taking on Michigan State. We're going to go Penn State. And then Oregon State taking on Oregon. I'm going to go Oregon in this one. Then for Saturday, we have Ohio State taking on Michigan. This is a big matchup at 11 a.m. I think Michigan can beat Ohio State. Then we have number 10, Louisville taking on Kentucky. We're going to go Louisville. LSU taking on Texas A&M. LSU. Then Alabama taking on Auburn. We're going to go Alabama. Arizona taking on Arizona State. Big win for Arizona. Oklahoma State taking on BYU. Oklahoma State. Tennessee taking on Vanderbilt. Big win for Tennessee. Should be a big win. Liberty taking on UTEP. I think Liberty is going to remain undefeated for this season after this week. Washington taking on Washington State. Washington will also remain undefeated. Florida State taking on Florida. Another undefeated. Notre Dame taking on Stanford. Notre Dame. Georgia taking on Georgia Tech. I think Georgia will easily go away with this one. Clemson versus South Carolina. Clemson should have a win. Kansas State taking on Iowa State. Hopefully we'll see a Kansas State win. And then NC State taking on North Carolina. I think North Carolina, after last week's loss, they're going to come back so much stronger. They're going to get a win. NC State back out of the rankings. North Carolina back in the rankings. So now we don't want to talk about golf, guys, huh? No golf. No golf. I think that's it for this week. That was a lot. It was a lot to run through by myself. I miss Trajan, but like I said, tomorrow, be on the lookout for our NFL Thanksgiving special. We're going to have the Wisconsin podcast as well, where we talk about the Bucks, the Badgers, the Packers, and that's it. That's all we got right now is Badgers, Bucks, Packers because of the season. Normally we have the Brewers, but hey guys. We thank you so much for always listening along with us. I hope you have a very happy Thanksgiving tomorrow. I hope you listen to the NFL podcast special. 
If you don't listen to listen to it till Friday, hey, listen to it on your way to Black Friday shopping if you're big into that. But have a very happy and safe Thanksgiving, Trajan KJ fans. We'll see y'all later.